Hello there. Traitor! Incredible. What a great start. Welcome to the Babblers Guild, where we watch and review films, and if you're lucky, a few TV series and games along the way. So come on in, take a seat, grab yourself a drink, and get comfortable. I'm Luke, and as always, I'm joined by the UK's leading person who wants to become a stormtrooper finder and getting them into the people place to train them <laughs> um, jamie <laughs> that is me i'm the person who wants to train stormtroopers and get you into do the you're the stormtrooper trainer something like that something um, like that obviously today we're doing films where we've actually got to finally acknowledge that they exist we're doing the force awakens and truly the force has truly awakened how are you this week jamie yeah i'm quite good you know i started a new job this week which has been quite nice actually um obviously it's not been too stressful but it has been tiring because it's just new things and you just get a bit emotionally over overwhelmed by it all um so on the whole can't say i'm too bad what about yourself great stuff um yeah i'm fine like i've i've um oh, oh there you go so in addition to last week's episode where i said oh, i've started the job and someone's got COVID. Hopefully, I haven't. I tested that evening. Yes. And I had COVID. So, <laughs> so for the past week, um, I've been working at home, but I went back into the office um, yesterday and everything was hunky dory. It's good to hear that you're feeling better. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I didn't really, um, really get it that bad, to be honest. It was just that my work wanted me to stay off for five days. Like, I mainly ached all mm. over. But apart from that, um, it was a pretty um, pretty swell bout with the old COVID nineteen. But yeah, so that's um, that's how my week's been. <laughs> COVID filled. Which, yeah, exactly. Um, we're gonna get straight into things today. Um, so, what is Jamie your recommendation? Of the week, we it's had a recommend. Song. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. It's the re- I'm just making them up every week until we land on one that we think <laughs> is incredible. So this week, it's it's the recommendation of the week. Hey, 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 hey! That's this week's. <laughs> hey, uh, my recommendation hey. is, a, is a is a relatively old game. I say old. I don't know when the actual release date was, but it's been out a while. Everyone's probably heard of this. Um, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League this week. Ooh, baby, I I've, love Rocket League. Yeah, I have not played Rocket League in oh God, about four or five years. Um, most people will know what it is. It, when it first came out, it was called Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars on the PS3. Yes, and it's become Rocket League. Um, so you you drive little essentially Hot Wheels cars, um, and you play football with them. So you fly the cars about and you hit balls to the other end of the pitch and try and score in the opposing goal. If you've not played it, um, it may you may have it on PlayStation. It was free at one point. I'm not sure if it's free to play currently, but I don't think it's too expensive. But yeah, I've got back into that. I won't over-reg it because most people will probably know what Rocket League is. But if you've not played it in a while, get a few friends on it, get back on it, and see if you have some fun. Yeah, it is. Honestly, I I remember when that came out. I think it was at the PS Plus um, for free uh, on one <coughs> it occasion. It was, yeah, that's, yeah. That's why I got it. And I always remember it was just before I went to just before I started uni. And I always remember um, the housemate I was with in first year in courts, and Charlie, he was playing it at the same time. And we we joined the gaming society for a day and then left. <laughs> um, but basically, the day that we went, we went to this Rocket League competition at Walkabout. Amazing. Um, and we came second. And I always remember it being amazing. And I remember these two people who were in the playoffs with, like in the semifinals with, 
And I always remember that they were feeling really confident. They were like, oh, do you play Rocket League much? And before Charlie could say anything, I just said, no, and we haven't really played it. It's our <laughs> first time today. And, um, and realistically, we'd actually pre-planned and played it for two weeks straight to train. <laughs> so right. we absolutely smashed them. It's like one of the best memories I have of uni. It's, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, great game. If you haven't played it, um, I love Rocket League. It's a bloody good time. Well, that's my recommendation. What, what's uh, what, what recommendation are you bringing to the table? Recommendation Great of stuff. the week. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't was... know. Shock me. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was actually incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> my, um, my recommendation this week is a book. Ooh. Yeah, it's a book. So it's a book that I read in lockdown, actually, that first big bloody lockdown we had. Um, and it's a book called The Priory of the Orange Tree, and it's by an author called Samantha Shannon, and it's a big boy. It's, like, nearly a 1,000 pages. Um, and it's, like, this basically this high fantasy book, and it follows all this cast of characters, and it's about dragons, and the dragons live underwater, so it's, like, a different type of dragon. And it's more like Chinese mythology dragons, so it's the ones which oh, are really okay. long. Really long. They've got the arms and the th- frills coming off. But if you want to, if anybody wants to have like a really, really deep dive into some like proper good fantasy stuff, get a hold of the Priory of the Orange Tree because it's 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 actually incredible. I remember reading it and thinking, oh, this is going to be massive because I because I've read Lord of the Rings and stuff, and and that's like. Not a slog, but it's quite hard to get through because it's a lot of reading just to finish that one story. And I thought the same with this. I was like, "Oh, a thousand pages. How am I gonna? How am I gonna cope with this?" Because I'm used to reading books that are maybe like two or three hundred pages, not a thousand. And honestly, I just sat there for like a week and read it every day. (laughs) I was hooked immediately, and it's 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 absolutely incredible. All the characters are so well written. It's incredibly, incredibly engrossing from the beginning. And if you do get it. It has actually literally just been announced today, actually, I think yesterday, actually, that um, I think, I'm pretty sure it's a sequel to the book is coming out, actually. And I didn't realise this. I'd chosen this last week. And so so Samantha Shannon um, posted that um, the next book, which is called A Day of Fallen Night, is coming out on the 28th of February. So I'm really looking forward to that because hopefully it's um, another 900-pager. Yeah, they're going to have to cut down a lot of orange trees to get all that paper. Honestly, I, I think that's 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 a, an interesting fact that the paper used is exclusively from orange trees. I'm not yeah. sure if that's true fact. <laughs> Maybe they just be, write it with an orange Crayola crayon when they're in the draft Ooh. stages before saying, actually, we should probably print this. That's not be... the most efficient. We've used 17 crayons to make this, <laughs> the first chapter. Honestly, I mean, I'd still read it. I mean, it'd quite be hard to read. I mean, Crayola crayons are quite um, slippery when they're on the paper. Yeah, they are. They uh, don't get the best traction, to use the terms no, but, of someone um, into motorsport. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, do you know what does get traction? Um, slick tyres on a dry surface. Um, I would say that, but I was going to say um, my finger opening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my, my... Is it time? <laughs> Is it time? I was going to say, my finger opening a can of beer. That gets some bloody traction on that. Um, it is time for the perfect poor. Perfect poor of the week. Perfect poor. What's on the menu today? I actually posted about this one the other night. Um, Ooh, I'm fancy. Don't know if you don't know if you caught, but I did post about me playing Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, 
which actually was going to be my um, recommendation of the week, but then <laughs> I was sort of I was sort of in the living room and I said, "What was that noise?" The, the recommendation of recommendation of the week. <laughs> okay, honestly, I like your. <laughs> I think that should stay. Um, if we don't remember that, please somebody remind us that the <laughs> must stay. Now I uh, yeah, because I posted about this beer when I was playing um, Kingdom Come Deliverance this week. Like I said, that was meant to be my recommendation but i was walking through the living room and looked at my big stack of books on the bookcase and i looked and i, and I saw um prior of the orange tree and i thought no i was like that's got to be the recommendation because it's i talked to like, anyone who i talk about books about i just say that i'm like you've got to read this one so i thought that'd be a nice one anyway this week is a classic it's a staple it's a staple beer now in the uk and i'm assuming it's spreading around the world it's quite popular in japan it is the one the beer that started it all it is punk ipa by Brewdog. hey classic you can't go wrong with a Brewdog punk ipa you can't go wrong and with if you do beers. you're not drinking punk ipa you're drinking yeah, you're something drinking else exactly you're drinking um punk api <laughs> so i'm just gonna quickly go into this and here's the opening Oh, listen to that. That That's sound. I, I love hearing that sound on a Friday night when you finish work and having that first sip of a nice cold brew dog and getting that like that citrusy ting, ting tang, uh, whatever Ooh, the word the ting is. Tang. Oh, the citrusy ting tang. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to obviously let you do your pour, but I'm already excited for you. I wish That's I had That's all right. Well. I'm listening. I'm just listening to you saying all Because, I mean, obviously, as, as people <laughs> should already know by now, you're a qualified... Um, be a taster. I I am known to have tasted a few beers. Exactly, you are known to. Now, it obviously it's in a can, so it's in a um, a half glass. Now the head seems to be staying, but I can't unlock my phone. Oh <laughs> so, dear. Uh, okay, we're here, we're here, and you know what? I think it's looking pretty good. You know what? I think that's actually looking okay. I've sent it to you. That looks. Fine. Hmm. So, you got the nice, you got you got the bubbles rising nicely also, through it. Also, can you please appreciate the glass? I I like the fact that it is in a brew dog glass. It's in exactly. the right glass. Uh, there's a nice amount of head on it. Um, I think that's a perfect pour. I'm like four Ooh, in a row now. We're doing good. A couple of weeks in a row. We bloody got it. I'm just gonna do a taste before I have a look at last week's rating. So. It's a classic, like you said. It's got the um, what did you say? The fruity tiddly biddly or something. Ting tang, ting tang. I was close. Tiddly biddly was. was yeah, it it all means that it's synonymous. It's synonymous. Synonymous. Right. Okay. What I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to go onto our page and I'm just going to go over to. Okay. So last week it was Titanic's Brewery, incredible plum porter and. The three options I gave were too right, mate. All right for a bottle pour. Definitely not. Looks like the boat. Looks like a boat that hit an iceberg. That's because it's Titanic Brewery. Oh, um, amazing! I know. Um, so it was a hundred percent all right for a bottle pour. Oh, okay. So no variation. No, no, I wouldn't disagree. I think it is all right for a bottle pour. Oh well, I gave it the perfect pour last week. I know, so... You've had about four in a row from me now. Maybe I'm being a bit too generous. I think you just see beer and you love it. Ah, uh, that that sounds about right. I mean, who doesn't? Well, I mean, obviously who, yeah, 100% exactly. of people that voted on the poll. Oh, exactly. There we go. Um, 
don't know, it just popped into my head, but um just going to uh, make a little announcement now that um, I did end up platinuming Days Gone. You did, and a big congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you very much. I did just go on to it, and I thought, I'm just going to sit here and do it, and I did end up platinuming it, and honestly, great time to platinum. Every single moment of that I loved. Yeah, you really enjoyed the game. I've got it downloaded. I've got it downloaded Good. on my console. I am hoping to play it soon, but I have I've been enjoying Rocket League. I keep getting distracted by other oh. little mini games, Fall Guys, Rocket League, GTA. And... I bought as well. <laughs> oh, you bought GTA? I, I, get, I sold it before. I, I had GTA on PS3. I sold it. I had it on PS4. I sold it. Just got the PS5 version. Wow, great stuff. I've, I've never played it on PS5 actually. Um... It's the same as the others, just loads a bit faster. <laughs> oh, well, that's, I mean, that's always, always a good thing. It's never a bad thing, is it? Okay, no. right. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to load up my notes on the old Google, and then I'm just going to dual screen it with the recording just so I can see if it's still recording. Okay, so this week we watched Star Wars The Force Awakens. Jamie, what did you think revisiting this recent film? I actually really like it. I did when it came out, watching it back. I liked it again. I, I feel that this film, the same thing I said about A New Hope, it kind of sets up uh, a whole universe of what might come. And I feel like if no other films came out after this, which they didn't, um, <laughs> and we no, looked at didn't. this film, we'd think, wow, there are so many directions this could go. And I'm really excited to see what happens next. There's going to be so much action. There are so many plot lines opened up. And all of them are really interesting. Somehow. <laughs> enough said. Somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it as well. I, I remember when the trailers came out for this. And I was like, this is Star Wars. I was like, it's bloody back, baby. It looks great. I love the... The... What is it? What's it called? Where you sort of like something from long ago. Nostalgia. Nostalgia, that's the word. I couldn't think of the it word. It was full um, of it. But it was, not and too much. Not too much, but it did come out around the time where every single film seemed to be nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Which, nothing wrong with that. Nostalgia's great. And I think this film probably did it at the best. It did, because when um, this was the first well, piece of content that Disney released for Star Wars, wasn't it? We had nothing from them, I don't believe, until this was released. Um, no, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I know that when the news broke that Star Wars had been sold to Disney, we were like, okay, well, they'll just get a lot of rights for the merchandise. And then it was like, oh, they're making three new films. And everyone was a bit like, mm, maybe you should leave it alone. Maybe just don't touch it. And everyone was apprehensive that it would come out and it would be horrendous and it would just ruin Star Wars. But I don't think this film did. I feel like it did well as a, as a yeah, standalone the, film. This film is good it's great um well obviously we'll get into reasons why later on but i'll just start off with with the story right now so this is set 30 years after the final film so after return of the jedi so 30 years later after the ewoks have done their little party and um lando's clapped wrong um, <laughs> and everything's been blown up the basically the empire are back and they're back in a big way and they're now called the first order even though it's the third time they've tried it. Yes. So, so it should be the third order, realistically. Okay, now, Luke Skywalker, he's gone into hiding, hasn't he? And nobody 
in the entire galaxy knows where he is, apart from the Porgs, who we will um, talk about <laughs> next week. Um, so basically, this all starts off um, on this little planet. Um, it, it starts off on Jakku, doesn't it? It does, yeah. The, yeah, so it starts off on Jakku. In the village. In, yeah, and they're in that little village. And the First Order have um, sort of landed, and Poe Dameron's there, and he's just got the part of the map for to try and find out where um, Luke Skywalker is. But the First Order get there just as he's trying to escape. And there's a bit in this which I absolutely love. There's this massive battle that happens between the Rebels and the First Order. And just the bit where you just sort of can tell that Finn has that switch. Yeah. Where So basically one of the main characters in these films, Finn, he is, starts off as a stormtrooper. And you immediately can see that he doesn't want to kill people. He sees people for the first time being killed in front of him, and he just sort of stands there. It's and when you can yeah, tell. His, uh, his stormtrooper buddy wipes the hand, the bloody hand, down his helmet, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's it scares him. It's like this is real. This isn't training. Now we, we're killing people here, yeah. and you can see that there there is this sort of switch within him. Now, I absolutely love absolutely love when the bullet flies well not the bullet the laser beam flies towards oh. kylo ren in this bit and he stops it in midair i, I think love it's that one of the, it's one of the coolest things that's in any of this stuff because it's it, so so good he uses the force freeze a lot doesn't he which was yes, a, a relatively force new freeze. force power yeah. that we've not seen before and yeah i think yeah i quite like it <laughs> there might have been some force powers that they could have introduced that might have been a bit like oh come on that's a bit silly like imagine if they had i don't know if someone was ejected thousands of meters into space they could just reach out their hand and fly back onto a spaceship that would be silly it would, that's, it would be silly, and also when it hasn't been a hundred percent confirmed that they are a force user. Yes, it is very, very silly. So, um, thankfully, this one seemed to fit. It seemed to be a good idea, and I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Um, so that happens basically, and Poe Dameron is captured by the First Order, and he's taken up to um, Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer. So Kylo Ren is the villain of this and he's basically obsessed with Darth Vader who is his granddad isn't it? Yes it's his grandfather because he has that moment doesn't he where because we don't know who he is and everyone in the lead up to the film was like oh who's Kylo Ren is it going to be is it going to be Luke under there has he turned to the dark side who who is going to be it but we we knew that Adam Driver was going to be playing Kylo Ren so I kind of thought well it's going to be a new character but no one knew who he was um but he has a moment where he's talking about how he fills the pool to the light doesn't he um, and you see the helmet there. He says, oh, I'll finish what you started, Grandfather. And then it shows Darth Vader's mangled helmet. I love that scene. I love that scene. I think the design of the mangled helmet as well is... It's, well, Luke it's burnt great. it with Darth Vader's body, didn't Well, Anakin's body. Yes, um, I don't think it was confirmed of how Kylo Ren actually ever got that from Endor. But, you know... Somehow. Somehow, he, he got did. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so this is at a point where the film, where we're on the Star Destroyer and Finn who is played by great actor John Boyega, who is incredible. Um, just going to point out, um, probably second black person ever in Star Wars. Yeah, and he got he got <laughs> like... done dirty, to be fair, because he was absolutely fantastic, and he was going to have a more pivotal role throughout the trilogy, but they kind of just pushed him to the sidelines, which I didn't like, and they, they removed him from 
the posters. I'm not going to get overly political, but I'm fuming. Uh, it's in they, China, wasn't it? In yeah. China, they removed him from the posters, and I'm absolutely fuming because John Boyega is an incredible actor, and Finn was a really good character. Exactly. Um, if you're racist, turn the podcast off. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, like <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna carry on. But just before we pass over that, so it's really good though because John Boyega was a really outspoken about this that like there's nobody everyone in star wars is like white apart from lando (laughs) it's like it's like aliens or white people it's like what's going on and uh, he's a massive star wars fan he is a huge star wars fan i think even he reading some of the scripts was like that's not right (laughs) yeah exactly it's very strange anyway so he decides that this is it as now he's seen that massacre on Jakku of um, all the innocent people being killed and all the rebels being killed Finn has decided I'm not going to be a stormtrooper that Poe Dameron guy looks like a pretty good guy so he decides to break him out they succeed and they end up finding a TIE fighter and they fly away and however they end up crashing I, into Jakku don't they I, they do and I do, I do just love the dialogue before they fly away oh, when, when Poe says why are you helping me and Finn says because it's the right thing to do. And Poe just goes, you need a pilot. And he goes, I need a pilot. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. it. The, they have the this bromance straight away. Right. They just click together, don't they? But yeah, yeah they, they crash really on Jakku. And um, Finn obviously wakes up. He's looking over at the crashed TIE fighter. He's running over to it, screaming for Poe. And the whole thing just sinks into a sinkhole. And Poe's gone. Poe's dead. Poe's gone. So well, we think at Poe's... this point... Yeah. That's what we think at this point, but somehow he returns. Somehow. Uh, somehow. Oh my god, and he actually says that line. Um, <laughs> okay. um, Oscar Isaac, just going to say, or Isaacs. Is it Oscar Isaacs or Oscar Isaac? I don't know. I know it's. It's Oscar Isaac, I've got it here. It, we're um, thinking of Jason Isaacs. Oh, is... yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> phenomenal actor. He's really great. Good. He's great, and he's great in Moon Knight, if you haven't watched <laughs> it. He's really good. Uh, I've not old... watched it yet, but I think I'm going to because I really like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, it's one of one of the good Marvel shows. Mm, one of mm, there we they're one of the good ones. Uh, okay, we're not going to get too much into that. So, meanwhile, um, also on Jakku in a different location, we meet up with Ray, who's played by De- um, Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, now she um, rescues. BB-8. Now, BB-8 is the new robot. He's the new kid on the block, and she rescues him from this um, from this bloke. Doesn't isn't she? it a Jawa? Um, no, he's the he's that massive. Is it a Jawa? No, she rescues him from a Jawa initially. A Jawa's got him. Is riding on like one of those camel things and has him in a net. Okay, so it's not a Jawa. Um, I know what it is. Oh, but it might not be a Jawa. I forgot what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's some form of creature that looks a bit Jawa-esque, but it's not a Jawa, but I know what you mean. So, yeah, so she basically rescues um, BBA, and she... Um... But before that, just want to say, the imagery of her going around... I thought that. The, um, the downed... Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. It's beautiful. It really the is. The cinematography, music, the yeah. set, the way they show her, just they have they show the whole thing, this massive open shot, and you just see her a speck in the middle of the screen repelling. It's amazing. Down the middle. Um, and really the music good. is fantastic on that bit. The music that's just for Jakku, that like dun, 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 Oh yeah, it can't be a Jawa because they're Tatooine, aren't they? Exactly, Jakku's like yeah. the new Tatooine though. Big yeah, desert Jacqueline. planet. Jakuin. Jakuin. Jacqueline. Anyway, so she ends up um, with 
BBA and she ends up basically at this place where um, it's basically the trading town. It's yeah. where there's a big guy called Uncarplot, um, and she's trying to get a load of food off of him, isn't she? What's who's he played by? Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg plays him. He play, played it. by Simon Pegg, who yeah, hated. Like one he loved yeah, He loved the role because he's a massive Star Wars fan. And he was so happy to be in it. But I know he didn't enjoy filming it because they were out in the desert, and he was in this massive latex fat yes. suit. And if you watch the behind the scenes, like every five minutes, they had to take the helmet thing off or the mask that he was wearing and just place like cold rags on his head. Yeah, because he was like sweating, wasn't he? Absolutely sweat. He's in this big latex suit in the middle of a desert. Yeah, and he's like sweating his bloody cheeks off. Yeah, quite incredible. It is literally sweating his cheeks off. Yeah, he's taking his head off. Um, Anyway, so this is where um, Ray and. Thin bump into each other, don't they? They finally bump into each other. Yes, because I think Unkar Plot's trying to negotiate with Ray for the droid, and, and mm-hmm. she says he's not for sale. And then he sees Finn wearing Poe's jacket. Yes, he does, and so BB-8 recognizes Poe's jacket. Yeah, he does, and he runs over there, and he tells Ray that he stole it. Um, and then Finn sells his story, like, "Oh, I'm with the Resistance." Um, Yes, uh, yeah, I've forgotten what happened. Sorry, I, don't, <laughs> I just had a complete brain fart there. <laughs> that's okay. I just had a complete like moment. I was well. like, yeah, that's what happens, but I've, I've kind of suggested I'm going to say something else, and mm. I'm not. Yeah, I was waiting for something to come out, and nothing ever did. <laughs> I suddenly realised, well, that's that's all I have to say about that. And that's, gum a, style. and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, right, that was an awful impression. Ignore I'm it. a smart oh. man, Jen A. <laughs> there you go, brilliant, good stuff. Um, so... Um, basically they become best friends immediately pretty much and the first order arrive and basically notice them recognize the jacket cbba and go right we need to get that robot and they run away and they think they need a ship so they run off and they're like running towards a ship and it gets blown up by a tie fighter then they turn and they're like, what about that one? And they're like, oh, that's a heap of junk. And then they run garbage, to it anyway. Yeah. And it turns out... The garbage will the, do. It's the Millennium Falcon. That is just one of the scenes in the cinema where I, like, I had my mates. I, was in the, I went with two of my mates and I was in the middle and I just slapped them both on my legs and I was like, yeah, like, yes, here, it here is. we go. Because it's like, oh, that one's garbage. And they're like, oh, there must be a garbage ship over there. And then their ship gets blown up. Oh, the garbage will do. And they turn and it's the Millennium Falcon. And when, so they, when they... Um, start the engines up and you see that long blue light strip on the back and you see the cover go flying off you're like yeah this is star wars that was like the first big nostalgia blast like oof, yeah yeah i think it was for me as well i think especially that scene like tie fighters as well i think i was just like oh we're back we're back and we're back in a bloody big way and it feels good um so yeah so they steal the millennium falcon which for some reason uncar plot owns it's for some reason his and um, they have a little fight with all the TIE fighters and there's some really cool cinematography of them flying around doing some flips and stuff and raise this incredible pilot flying everything around and then they escape off the planet and in search of the resistance but instead they run into a little pair called Han Solo and Chewbacca that has got to be one of the best scenes in the film when they both mm. step on the Millennium We're Falcon, home. doing the classic pose of him kind of like reached out and Chewbacca behind him with his with his bow, bowcaster, and it's like Chewie, 
we're home. I'm like, amazing. Oh. The, the, seeing those two on the Millennium Falcon, I was like, oh, here we go. Because they come like, into the film it. quite early, which is so good. Because we knew that they were going to be in the film, but it was like, when are they going to appear? It's like, yeah, they're they're in most of the film, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're integral characters for that film. And Chewbacca's in... Every, well, yeah, obviously we'll get onto that, but Chewbacca's an integral character in the other two films as well. Yeah, exactly, he is. Um, so basically, Han Solo and Chewbacca um, have stopped being um, little little time smugglers and they've got themselves an incredibly massive ship and now they're smuggling what looks to be like an assortment of like vicious creatures monsters aliens like uh, probably probably more than that though they've got three cages everywhere but other yeah other creatures as well yeah so uh, only thing that i'll say i'll say this in a moment um is that um just bear with me one moment me um my notes seem to have gone everyone okay we're back we're back everyone (laughs) and everything's good um so um only thing that I'm going to say is so these pirates attack and then there's the only Scottish man in the universe. Yeah, I was going to say, why is there a Scottish man? It's, in a <laughs> galaxy weird, far, it? far away, we have a Scotland. Uh, it's great, isn't it? It's amazing. He's just got. It's, it's the only Scottish accent in, from, I think, anything in Star Wars, and it's. I'm. I love it. It's called the Kanja Club, isn't it? Kanja Club, yeah. Tell that to yeah. Kanja Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, honestly, it's incredible. Anyway, so basically, pirates attack this ship um, and then some raftars get loose and the raftar bit it's the only bit of this film where I'm like that's like the prequels yeah it's a bit mm. it's fine like but I don't think that scene's needed at all I'd rather have had the pirates attack and Han and Chewie trick them into something and then they sort of fly away on the Millennium Falcon yeah, that would have been better. The raftars just seemed a bit unnecessary. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a cool scene. But, but you can they, see him, like, squidging around and stuff and rolling around. They I mean, always do this with, with Han Solo and Chewbacca, though. That there is always some strange creature that they're in trouble with. So, obviously, in we had the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi, and we had the um, the the garbage chute. Well, the trash compacts are in episode four. In episode five, there's the big worm that they go inside of. Yes, so they always find is. themselves with some real cheesy little trap. They do find themselves in a little cheesy little trap. Now, as soon as this has all done, this lovely, wonderful scene, uh, they all set loose and they go away. And Han is now basically <coughs> back in control of the Millennium Falcon, isn't he? And he takes Ray and Finn to another planet and he takes him to see a character called Maz Kanata, doesn't he? Yeah, it's on Takadana. And, um, yeah, on Takadana. And I, she knows about the Force, doesn't she? she? So she's like, I can't tell with this character that I feel like there was meant to be so much more for it. I think... Like a Yoda-esque the, character. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that it was going to turn out that she was some form of Jedi. Yeah. But it just never went that way. Because, like, the... They use, like cast like Lupita and Yongo to play it as well. Yes, and it's like, why cast her if it's just going to be someone who goes, "Oh, hello," and that, that's basically it. This what is she the does. point that I was making. Is it seemed like they were setting up so much, and obviously there was a change in directors, wasn't there? Um, yeah, it's a mystery for, box, isn't it? So JJ Abrams always yeah. is a mystery box. So it seems like he had a plan, and then he didn't do the next film. So the plan just didn't go anywhere. 
and then they had to try and scramble it together. But yeah, I do exactly. love when they're landing on Takadana and you've seen the behind the scenes when Ray says, I, I didn't know there was this much green in the galaxy. And then it shows them looking out the front window of the Millennium Falcon. It's just a massive green screen. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> However, nowadays it'll be on the volume, wouldn't it? Yes, Probably. well, Andor's actually going to be the first recent Star Wars content not filmed on the volume. Yeah, I've seen that. It's all that, like so... actual sets, isn't it? It is. But yeah, with this, yeah. Maz is uh, she's upset because her boyfriend, Chewbacca, she likes that Wookiee, is uh, on the Millennium yes. Falcon. But Ray starts hearing voices, doesn't she? Pretty much, yeah. Now, I'm just going to pause you there for a second. Now, um, viewers, just need to say this now. Um, my laptop's about to die. Um, oh. So I need to go and get my charger. And Jamie is going to um, give you some elevator music just while I'm getting the charger. So here we go. I um, I, thought... I broke out into the Nintendo Wii theme tune for a Ooh, bit. There. Incredible! Um, I thought the laptop was on like full battery, but then it just came up with a notice, and it was like critical. I was like, oh, not good, <laughs> not good, not good. Um, where did we get up to? Yeah, Ray, Ray was hearing voices. She's hearing some voices. Get some music. familiar, get some familiar voices there, don't we? As well, we do. So there's you and McGregor's voice, isn't there? Yeah. Um, or is it just that Scottish man? <sighs> That's Beep, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I mean, so, These are the first voices. There's, um, there's, what is there? So there's Ewan McGregor, there's Yoda. Who else is in there? I'm sure they have some archi- uh, archived voice clips of Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson. I'm sure that's in there as well. Pretty much saying, um, I've had enough of these. And then he starts swearing. <laughs> and Snakes on this... <laughs> play <laughs> yeah or have you seen um, the version which is like when it's on tv what he says no so here's a, here's a this is the fun fact of the week so when snakes on a plane that'd be a really good one to do for this actually when snakes on a plane is aired on tv for some reason in the uk instead of him saying the classic line of i'm tired of these you know the rest um he says i'm tired of these monday to friday snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. What on earth? That is terrible. It doesn't mean anything. Why can't you just so say I'm n- tired of these snakes on this plane? That would I've, be better. I know, but it, it makes no sense. What, mon- what are Monday to Friday snakes? I suppose it fits his mouth movements, doesn't it? It's an easy dub. Pretty much. Anyway, let's get back to it. Yeah, so she hears all these voices and then she goes downstairs and she finds like this big... Um, like a big trunk, doesn't she? And she sort yeah. of opens it up and perfectly positioned on top as if Maz had put it there for her to find, <laughs> may I add, <laughs> um, is... Do the reveal? 
Anakin's lightsaber. It is, and it's 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 incredible. Honestly, it's it's the original lightsaber. It's right there, and the last time we saw it, it was in Luke's hand, and it had been sliced off so along with his hand at Cloud City. Probably in his hand for quite a few probably years. Probably in his hand. So. I don't know what's underneath Cloud City, but how the hell did Maz get this? Well, the answer's quite simple. Somehow. Ah, I see you're a man of knowledge. Yes. No, so, yeah, so, so, so she does actually say, she says, um, Ray says, she, she's like, oh, how on earth did you get it, Miss Maz? Um, and then she's a little... <laughs> that's that, incredible. That's how she sounds. Um, <laughs> she's the most <laughs> British person in the world. Um and then Maz is just like, oh, that's a story for another time. And she it's seems like, to know a bit about it, though. It's like, how yeah. do you know all this? This is what the thing that there's got to be more to her than just a little yellow Yoda. Exactly. And then and then it's sort of like a, oh, ho, 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 ho. we'll find out about that in the next <laughs> film. We won't. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We uh, just don't know. She's just a mystery. Yeah, we haven't got a clue. Anyway, so she's got that. And then she's so now Ray is in possession of this so the force has obviously called out to her okay now so the um first order attack don't they now they do they make their descent and it's all pew 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 pew, pew. and uh, we see we have quite a cool little battle scene don't we we do have a cool battle scene and there's sort of a little moment where finn gets the lightsaber doesn't he yeah well i think Ray knows that Kylo Ren's going to be after her, and she needs to be. Ah, that's she? it. Completely forgot about um, that. Sorry. So she leaves the lightsaber with Finn, and then she runs into the forest because Kylo yes, Ren goes to, after her. Yes, doesn't to he? get to trail him to um, like lure him away. Yeah, um, because it's obviously her and BB-8 that they're after. Yes. I can't remember if BB-8 stays with them or if BB-8. I think he does, doesn't he? BB-8 stays with Finn. Yeah, so because it's just Ray. Ray just gets taken, doesn't she? Well, as so. far as they're aware, Ray has the droid. Yeah, so yeah. far as they're aware, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so um, Kylo Ren's gonna attack Maskanata's little place on Takadana, and Ray's like, "Well, if Kylo's coming here, he wants me, so I'm gonna run away, and he, he's gonna he's gonna follow me." And so that happens, and he does, and they have um, like a little tussle. Um, and while this is happening, there's a big fight going on in Takodana, and um, there's an incredible line where there's a guy, and Finn turns around, and he flicks out this, like, electric stun baton, it's and he looks so him good. straight in the face, and he just goes, Trigger! Trigger! And then, is this the point where he ignites the lightsaber? It does, yeah. Isn't it? yeah it it's does, so have... good. It's so he good. He actually looks quite good with the lightsaber in this bit. But I he suppose does. as a stormtrooper, he was probably trained with weaponry. Maybe not a lightsaber, but probably some form of staff or probably, electric yeah. baton himself. So he's probably got a relative amount of combat experience. He's like, oh, this is just a sword, but it's a laser beam at the same time. And yeah, it's quite good, isn't it? Until he, yeah, until it's... it's not, and he falls on his back, and he's saved by uh, Chewbacca and Han. Yeah, I mean, they all, they're they always bloody saving everyone, aren't they? So, yeah, so all that's happening, and then there's loads of damage done, isn't there? So it's basically there's loads of, loads of the Resistance are killed, but eventually the Resistance pretty much wins this battle. Um, so then Kylo Ren, he now abducts Rey, um, and he thinks that using the Force to go into her mind, he'll find out where Luke Skywalker is, won't he? 
He does. Um, he's trying to get the information, thinking, oh, this will be easy. It's just, just a scavenger girl. And she doesn't know that she can use the Force at this point. She doesn't know that she's Force-sensitive. But we get our first glimpse that she is because she fights back against him. And she goes yes, into she his does, mind yeah. and yes, says, does, yeah. you're, you're, you're afraid that you will never be as powerful as Darth Vader. And at that point, he lets go and sort of stumbles back a bit. And he's a bit like, oh, my God. And he, he yeah, runs and to Snoke, doesn't he, and says she's, she's powerful with the Force. Yeah, and this is where we get into this weird force dyad stuff, isn't it? Where yes. they have this connection that's so strong between the force that it sort of lets them basically telepathically speak to each other across far distances and things like that. Yeah. Um, at this point, we get to meet um, General Leia. We do. General Leia Organa. Um, she comes to, is it on Takadana? They come to Takadana? Yeah, so they originally come to Takadana, but then they travel to the Resistance base, which is on a planet called Dakar. Yes, that is correct. And uh, <laughs> we were about to see Leia um, obviously reunite with Han Solo, and then C-3PO just pops up in the way, doesn't he? Like, it's Han Solo! <laughs> General, yeah. it's Han Solo! It's so, it's so <laughs> You might good. be wondering and... why I've got the red arm. <laughs> and he doesn't say, do you know why he's got the red arm? I do we discussed it there was a red droid wasn't there yeah um, so in the so for some reason for anyone who doesn't know how he got his red arm in the original star wars the force awakens lego game there was some dlc for it which is official canon where you meet a red robot who is a um, who is sort of helping c3po through the situation and the red robot sacrifices their self and C-3PO has also lost his arm, so C-3PO takes the arm, so it's a bit of this other robot. Yes, that that sounds familiar. I, I, you told me the story before, but I wasn't entirely fresh on it. But um, we see a bit, obviously, uh, Han and um, Leia reunite, and sh- <laughs> she makes a joke about how it's the same jacket, and he's like, it's, it's a different jacket. And he comments on nice. her hair nice. changing a bit, and they have, they have a bit of an embrace, don't they? But you can tell that things aren't fantastic between them but they're not a loved no. up married couple so you're a bit like what's no, going on exactly um, but i feel yeah. like you can tell that there's sort of there's definitely some some form of love there yeah. still between them like they do they're a bit they're awkward just, aren't they <laughs> it is a bit awkward they're like oh my god that's right it's like little teenagers again yeah yeah um anyway so this is where ray now wakes up and she's basically in this little torture room isn't she and um yeah we get Daniel Craig. It is Daniel Craig. <laughs> I'm so happy Craig. you knew that. I'm so happy yeah, you knew that. I was Daniel like, Craig if he doesn't know, I've got a fun fact. So the, she uses Jedi mind tricks. She doesn't succeed at first, does she? And then she does. So she tries yes, to use exactly. Jedi mind tricks. And it, how does she know about Jedi mind tricks? Um, she's she probably just guessing or from yeah, stories she's heard maybe. of the Jedi. Well, she's heard myths, hasn't she, about the Jedi? Um, so she's beginning to realise that she has force powers and yeah, Daniel Craig in the Stormtrooper outfit, she manages to convince him to let her go. Yeah, he does, and he does let her go. And drop your um, weapon. So she... <laughs> and I'll drop does. my weapon. <laughs> it does. So she's she's basically proved that she's stronger with the Force than she actually knows, and she can master stuff pretty quickly. It was certainly something that just kind of came out of nowhere. We were like, oh, okay, she can use the Force. And then as soon as she was like, I can use the Force, she was using yeah, the Force. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is the point where, which you said earlier, Ren goes off to basically just complain to Snoke, who, once again, 
it's like, oh god, who's Snoke? Who's this guy? He looks so cool. He's got this great voice. It's Andy Serkis. It's Gollum. What's going on? I love Andy Serkis. He's great. He's amazing in this character. Yeah. And we now cut back to the good guys. Um, and BBA finally gets to meet R2-D2, um, who hasn't actually spoken since Luke disappeared. And they don't know actually know how to wake him up. Yeah, he's again. gone into like a standby mode, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. And BBA shows the map to Luke, um, but it's incomplete. So Luke? they're like, oh... What something's missing from this, and obviously, if you put two and two together, obviously R two D two has got this final little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, the map to Luke. Sorry, I was getting confused. There. I thought you meant he showed the map to Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. No, like I've got what you mean. Luke. The map to get to Luke. Sorry, I confused myself then. Um, oh, that's okay. It's probably just the way I phrased it. But yeah, everyone's sort of like, oh, there's a map. Ah. Yeah, they're they're abs- honestly they're absolutely loving that there's a map, but there's a missing piece now. All of the rebels now sort of devise a way to try and destroy the Star Killer base. Basically, they think, "Oh, this is um, this is the Death Star, but it's bigger, so we're going to have to actually walk inside this time rather than <laughs> rather than just fly at it and shoot." Or we could use the Force. <laughs> or, or we could use the Force. <laughs> honestly, I love that base. See, this gr- <laughs> great lines are coming. Honestly, it's so good. Anyway, so Finn. Um, basically says that he knows that he can destroy the base and cripple the shield so that the ships can come in and destroy the main core basically but he has to go there in person they can't do it remotely or via a plane or plane a spaceship um so then we cut back to ray being on starkiller base and she's basically testing out her powers and stuff like that and then now we get that all famous line which you've just um, quoted so Han and Chewie and Finn stop traveling in light speed midway. Just they immediately come out of it through the shield. So to allow them to pass through the shields, they light speed through it, but time it just right. So they come out of light speed, but this results in the Millennium Falcon crashing into the planet. They're in the trees, they? aren't they, when they come yeah. out of light speed? They're already in the trees. Now, they crash land, and with Starkiller Base, do you know what planet it is? Um, it's uh, you, you will know this, yeah. It's the one where the kyber crystals are, isn't it's it? Ilum. On, um, yeah, Ilum. That's it. So we we see them starting to do excavations. I didn't put two and two together in, in Jedi Fallen Order, the game. They've started excavation work, haven't they? On the on the planet. yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I love that little connection. It's amazing. I, like, I remember playing that, and I thought it's it's the Star Killer base. Yeah, I didn't put it together until the second time I played Jedi Fallen Order, and I went, hang on. It's a big white planet, but they're excavated. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's Ilum. Hello, we're back. Um, just a little bit of a technical issue right there. Anyway, so they're all on um, Starkiller Base, and Finn's old commander, Captain Faz- Phasma, is basically um, there. They capture her and they force her to lower the shields. Basically, don't they? They do. Good old Buckethead. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then eventually they're joined by Ray, who wants to help them. And finally, we um, we get outside, don't we? And there's actually a big bloody battle. A great fight scene with Kylo it's amazing, Ren, isn't there? Because it's incredible. Um, the the planet's slowly dying as well, but the the colors of lights of Kylo Ren's lightsaber is awesome. I love it. And you see um, him fight with Finn in a lightsaber battle because uh, Ray's been incapacitated. He threw her into a tree, and when he's about yes, he to. Did. He's thrown Finn away, he slashed him over the back of a lightsaber, and he reaches out with the force to Anakin's lightsaber, because he says that belongs to him. 
and then he can't pull it and it goes flying past him and ray catches it it's and amazing it's like, oh. i love that bit yeah it's so good so good so good and then it, they have a, a nice battle don't they and he nearly gets her off the cliff and then tells her she needs to learn about the force and she's like oh, the force oh yeah i can use the force and she channels it and just smacks him back doesn't she yeah it's almost like she forgot about the force for a moment yeah, like oh yeah i was wondering about that <laughs> oh yeah i wonder what the force was it's and that thing she manages to get the better of him doesn't she she injures him a couple of times and that weird little chest pound that he does where he's injured and obviously shouting traitor at Finn. It's a really good scene. And then yeah, it is. Obviously she gets the best of him, doesn't she? She slashes him across the face. He's got a massive gash all the way across his face. And then planet blows up. <laughs> yeah, it does. It absolutely. Hello, and we're back. Um, okay, so yeah, so basically the planet completely blows up. Yeah, it just rips in half. And you see them separate from each other, and they manage to get away. Obviously, we we don't know about Kylo Ren, but obviously he does get away. Uh, spoilers. And not a lot really happens. Oh, no, more stuff does happen after that. They go back, didn't they, to uh, the Resistance base. I yeah, believe. so they go back to the Resistance and base. Finn's and injured, isn't he? Finn's injured. Chewbacca doesn't get a hug. Um... Oh, oh wait, we've missed the main thing. Han Solo dies. Oh, my God, we did, didn't we? <laughs> Before they it's have like the, the main battle thing of the on film. Starkiller the Base, yeah, thing. Han Solo confronts Kylo Ren and shouts, Ben! So we find out his real name's Ben. And then Kylo Ren, they have an exchange, and he says, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And Han's like, let me help you. And then reaches out to Kylo Ren's hand, which is holding the lightsaber hilt. Zoom! It ignites right through Han's body. It does. And you know what? I was actually genuinely really sad. Yeah, it was a shot. We didn't expect it. Yeah, but um, we've mentioned this in another episode, and... I think it's okay to mention it now. The in the third film, Rise of Skywalker, there's been speculation that Han Solo is potentially a Force ghost in that film. In the whole film, not the whole film, just in oh, that in scene. Episode Nine. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he was Force sensitive. We just didn't know about it. Potentially, and he just he may might not have known. And yeah. since then, he's been able to come back as a thing. But that's just like speculation; it's never been confirmed. But anyway, also just, just a, a bit of speculation that he actually ignited the lightsaber because he said, "Let me help you," and he knew that he had to ignite the lightsaber so that Kylo Ren didn't fully fall to the dark side. Exactly, a fun yeah. theory for you. Yeah, I've I've read that before. Yeah, it's really really good. Um, so yeah, so anyway, Han Solo dies. They have that big battle. Um, they fly away and they get back to the car. Um, and then Ray decides that she's got to go off because R2-D2 finally wakes up and they finish the map and Ray and Chewbacca fly all the way to... Acto. What's it called? Acto, which... Uh, Act... Where? It, sa- it looks like the, the sound of a... It? it looks like the sound of a sneeze. Yeah. That's Act-to. what it looks like. Achoo. 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 Um, anyway, um, so she goes there. They, she walks up these stairs... Luke Skywalker's there, he turns around, she holds out the lightsaber, and he grabs it, takes it from her. That's not this movie. No, it's not. He looks at her, and the film ends. (laughs) Yes, so she's holding the lightsaber right, he turns around, looks at her, and that's the end of the film. Now, it's such a good ending, such a good film, shame about the next two. Yeah, it just didn't go where, it had so much potential. 
Um, it did have so much potential, but it just, you know... Didn't live up to expectations, did it? No, I mean, rating-wise, we obviously give it a rating, don't we? From zero to five on how coarse it is, which, as you always say, is based on Anakin's infamous line from episode two, where he says that sand is coarse, rough, irritating, and it gets everywhere. So zero is Honestly, glass, five is hate, coarse like sandpaper. Hates the sand. Hates it. He does. He does. I mean, I'm going to give this a one. I really liked it. I really like. When I saw this film, I was. I walked out like I can't get over how good that was. I think the the goodness of the if that's a word of the film is kind of ruined by the fact that the other two aren't amazing. So the whole story doesn't really marry up. But I'm I'm giving it a one. I loved it. There were a few things that could have been better, like the raftars weren't fantastic, and yeah. But I really liked it. You know what? I'm going the same, giving it a one. I did like this film. Like, it's it's a great start to a trilogy that falls flat almost immediately. Now, I'm saying that, and we could, within the next week, watch The Last Jedi and be like, you know what? That was all right. We could do. Because I've only sure watched it once. <laughs> I've watched it once. Well, have you? And I've that seen was... it a few times. No, and that was the first time I watched it, um, and that was the only time I watched it. Um, and I remember I went with my friend David and um, and Rachel, my girlfriend, and it was in Lincoln, actually, and I remember it finished, and I looked at David, I looked at Rachel. I remember what you said, because I was just, told. And both, <laughs> of them just, and both of them just went, oh, shit. Yeah, apparently, because Rachel told Kaylee, my partner, that you said, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I went. I went. I went. What was that? And then I remember saying, and then both of them said that was shit. And then I, and then, and then I, uh, and I just went. I put my thumb up and I went, was that good? <laughs> and I couldn't tell if it was good or not. And obviously, we'll talk more about this next week. But it's so weird because I really like Ryan Johnson as a director and a writer yeah. because I like Looper. I really, really like Knives Out, and I'm really excited for Glass Onion to come out, um, mm. which is the sequel to Knives Out, um, which is coming out in October on Netflix. Um, it's just... What the hell did he do with Star Wars? I don't know. Ruined it. <laughs> oh, well. Well, next week we might um, might have a change of heart and absolutely love it. Okay, now that has brought us to the end of the episode. Now, this has been incredibly slightly rushed now the reason behind that i'm going to reveal it jamie i wasn't Go going on. to reveal it but i'm going to reveal it um i'm going to a pub quiz yeah i'll go to a pub quiz um so which starts in just over an hour so we're having to record this as soon as we finish work Cause usually we record at about seven at night don't we yeah whereas we started at like quarter past five today yeah so we started at about quarter past five so i haven't i've had an early beer today yeah well it's a very early beer, actually. Um, and I haven't had any dinner yet. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to have a couple oh. there, and I don't know what I'm doing for dinner. Um, my girlfriend has just popped out. Rachel just popped out um, to get some dinner. So we'll see what we've got for Dindins. Um, next week, obviously, we're going to be watching The Last Jedi. We've only got two more of these left, and then we're going to move on to whatever film that we want. I know. It's going to be quite... Quite weird not to talk about Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I know, <laughs> and we, I know it is. Same. same let's do the Mandalorian um, every episode. Let's do the Mandalorian every episode. Uh, but we have discussed it, and um, Jamie is going to be choosing the first one. Um, 
So obviously he'll choose the first one, I'll choose the next one, and then we'll alternate who chooses what. But always remember, if you have any suggestions, you can always message us on the Babblers Guild on Instagram. Um, Jamie has made a TikTok. There's nothing on there, but it exists. Nothing on there. Look up at the Babblers Guild on TikTok. I'm sure there'll be some content soon. He's going to start putting up some memes on there. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> I've been very Absolutely. busy the last couple of weeks. With yes, you have. And there's obviously dying pets wrong and um, a new job. So it's been quite difficult to get it going. Yes, but quite a stressful it get time. There. Yeah, it's very stressful. Quite a stressful time. Yeah, it's my, one of um, my hamster's birthday today as well. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, my little hamster died last week. Bless him. Um, his name was Leo, and he died at the rising of the new Leo moon. So there's a bit of poetry oh, for you. So we dedicate this podcast to Leo. Well, hopefully Leo will be in little heaven now. And what was his favourite food? Oh, he absolutely scoffed sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, and roasted peanuts. Lovely. So he well, then plenty on that big wheel in the sky. Well, his heaven must be the KP factory then. Okay, the... Uh, the, <laughs> the music <laughs> the, is playing, isn't it? <laughs> music is playing right now. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for this very... Um, you know what? We said rushed, but it's, it's 57 minutes. It's only 10 minutes shorter than usual. Um, episode of <laughs> The Babblers Guild. I haven't said it like that since the first couple of episodes. Um, like I said, next couple of weeks are going to be the last Star Wars films, and then we're going to be moving on to the randomest films in the world that you can think of it can be anything it could be my little pony the movie it could be jabba the hut the movie that's not a real one anyway we're gonna go and you have a lovely lovely week goodbye hi see ya great stuff